You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Battle Red Nation, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your favorite podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman. And you know what, Cody? Are we really committing a crime? I mean, you know, I just say partner in crime because I will hope if we do commit a crime, you will be my ride and die, you know? Oh, my gosh. I don't want to commit no crimes. Let's not talk about crimes on this show. Let's talk about the NFL, the Houston Texans. But I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. Happy to be back with you guys on this Tuesday. Uh, a lot going on around the league. We talked a little bit yesterday about what the Texans' expectations are on defense and, you know, where their mind is going into this season with no preseason. And I think, you know, I want to put out there that we do not need to forget how important preseason is and we need to factor in how not having that preseason could not only hurt the Texans uh, with their expectations but it could hurt the entire league Uh, but it also may be a blessing in disguise for Houston because not only are they they not getting a full offseason like they would want in a preseason, but everybody else is. So maybe they're not the only team that'll be dealing and battling against not really knowing where you want to be right now and seeing who will fill out the roster or not because nobody's having a preseason. And I like the idea of cutting it down to two players wanted none, NFL granted them none, and we'll see how that plays out. Cody, however, I do want to give some NFL updates. NFL players were notified to today. I'm sorry, not today, yesterday, that the deadline to opt out of this 2020 season is 4 p.m. on Thursday, and the mm-hmm. annual drug testing window opens up Friday. Uh, normally, the NFL players are drug tested two weeks, uh, the first two weeks of training camp. This year, the window is between August 7th and 17th through the 17th. Uh, so there's a bit of a grace period there. Under the updated policy of substance abuse, players can be fined, but no longer suspended for a positive drug test. So that's very interesting. Uh, Not to say that we hope that if it comes back, I don't want any of the players to get drug tested positive, but I know it's going to happen. And if it happens, they won't miss games. So, you know, it is what it is. Hey, (laughs) tomorrow's going to be Wednesday. And what do people do on home days? A little (laughs) bit of everything. Yeah, you know, with the whole drug test thing, I I guess it depends on what type of drug test it is, you know. I mean, if it's a little marijuana, then okay, come on, man. But, I mean, if it's something, you know, like crack cocaine or something like that, (laughs) then, you know, I don't think you – not only, you know, I don't – you shouldn't get suspended, but, I mean, you need help at this point. Like, you – Well, there's a receiver by the name of Michael Irvin who had a very successful career – uh, and a linebacker yeah. by the name of LT. They had very successful, one of the best 
uh, receivers in his time and the greatest linebacker of all time. Um, they were high a lot during those football but, games. But, I mean, so, well, look. LT, they didn't get high on cocaine with help with I did, no preseason. I didn't, I didn't know LT was, but, I mean, Michael Irvin, I mean, he, he, he fought his teammate because he wanted to get his hair cut before him. The, the, the story goes something like that, and then it has something to do with him threatening to cut him over a haircut. You know, I've always said Michael Michael Irvin need help. He, I still think he need help. <laughs> <laughs> but Michael hey, Irvin. that's just my opinion. Like I say, you know, little marijuana. Okay, I get it. You know, hell, it's twenty twenty. You know, and there's another. Uh, another positive test that the league is hoping that they don't get, and that's that coronavirus test, which brings me into my next point. I kind of feel like the league is doing itself a disservice a little bit by moving up the deadline opt-out day um, by a couple yes. of days. I kind of feel like that they realize that a lot of players, um, I believe the total number right now is at 50. And I kind of feel like with them moving up to the, moving that deadline day up, it's like saying, you know, we don't want, no more players opting out. So, you know, it's still a lot going on with that. You know, that's just my personal opinion. I kind of think that it was that was a bad look for the NFL, which, by the way, if you take a look at Major League Baseball, I'm basically starting to get concerned and really not scared, but it's really concerning me. Like, if we, we – the numbers in baseball are, of positive COVID-19 testing – has gone up tremendously. Like if they are still playing at the end of this week, that'd be a blessing itself. I I just don't see how the NFL is going to be able to get through the season, John. I'm sorry. Here's another thing regarding the COVID-19 and the NFL. Um, there are now potential fines for violating NFL, NFL PA protocols after a written warning for the first offense. Refusal to submit a virus testing, that's $50,000. Refusal to wear mask, PPE, or tracking device, or maintain social distancing during team travel, uh, that will be find findable up to fourteen thousand six hundred fifty dollars. Uh, but also remember, if they decide to opt out for health reasons, they get five, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. If they decide to just opt out because they don't want to play, it's too much of a risk. Uh, they get one hundred fifty thousand dollars. The NFL is putting these protocols out there. They're, you know, hammering the nail on the wood. It's finally about to really get kicked off and started. They have, you know, written down what they want in concrete now. We have to all face it and understand that we are living in a different time. Everybody must adapt. If you don't want to, then, well, that's why we're still here in this uh, contradiction right now, but the NFL worked with the players after the players didn't want to work with the NFL. Both sides were confusing to one another. Here, here we are now, though. We're here, and we will have a season so long as everybody uh, tests negative and the outbreak does not occur. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? 
Come on, guys. We can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353. Ninety-nine at advance, a big chain store, but it only costs two hundred sixteen seventy-nine at RockAuto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available, rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Hey, Deshaun. Hope all is well, man. Um, we saw you and Brandon Cooks on social media working out a couple times this offseason. So can you talk about building that chemistry with him and what are you most excited about playing alongside him this upcoming season? Uh, yeah, that chemistry came natural. I mean, since, you know, we, we, we signed him, you know, and got him, uh, we definitely, you know, kind of build that chemistry. We've been talking ever since. And, you know, working out with him has been good. He's just a great person. His family is awesome, amazing. A uh, guy that you just want to be around. He's seen so much football, been around so many people, played with Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Jared Goff. So he's seen a lot of different quarterbacks in a lot of different ways. So he's given me knowledge on what he's learned from different people. And, and he's learning from me, you know, which is which is awesome, which is amazing, especially a guy that played a lot of football. So, um, you know, we just kind of build that and, you know, it's been good. That was the question I asked Deshaun Watson on Saturday about him building chemistry with Brandon Cooks and John, we we seen Deshaun watching on TV. We seen him in interviews and stuff. When I asked him that question about Cooks, you could have seen the way that he lit up. Like I asked him something about his best friend or his brother or something like that. I truly believe that from the vibe that I got from him on Saturday, I can 100% say he is not over the trade of DeAndre Hopkins. But he's happy and confident about moving on without him. He does have trust in that new wide receiving core that me and you have really questioned ever since that trade went down. But the one guy I do believe that he's most excited about playing with is Brandon Cook. Not only has he been building that chemistry with Cooks, he he also talked about the way how he has been able to learn from Cooks because this is a guy who played with Drew Brees and, and, and Tom Brady, two of the three greatest quarterbacks of our generation, depending on where you want to put Peyton Manning in that crew. But I do believe that this is this is going to be a one-two punch duo. Well, it's going to be a dangerous sight to see on that field. I like the combination of Brandon Cooks and Deshaun Watson because – you know what it essentially does? It gives us another speedster receiver uh, just in case Will Fuller does not work out. Deshaun Watson did mention that Will Fuller is the man. 
hopefully he'll be able to have Fuller for the entire year. But what if Fuller does not work out this year due to injury? And you know what? I think he will play around 12 games. Well, we've seen the man, just thinking about it right now, I have to chuckle. But we've seen the scoring output produced when Will Fuller is on the field. That's simply because he's so good at burning the opposition. He's easy at getting open due to his speed. And Brandon Cooks is the same way. Brandon Cooks, yes, is smaller, but that helps him with his quickness, shiftiness to get off the line with a quick release and use his speed to burn over the top of defenders. And I I look at what the the possibility of having both of those guys on the field with a Kenny Seals, with a Randall Cobb, man, it's just, it's super fun, but Cooks and Watson had had the opportunity to uh, throughout the summer to work out with one another. Uh, still going by the protocols, doing whatever they would need to do to stay safe. But I believe there will be some chemistry there. And the main reason why I like this move here is because when Will Fuller is on the field, Watson splits last year from week one through week six when Will Fuller played 88% of the snaps. Watson has 16 touchdowns. Six interceptions, 2,185 yards, 8.5 yards per attempt, and a quarterback rating of 107.9. When Will Fuller was out, or he only played three snaps from week seven through week 11, and Will and week 14, uh, Watson only had seven touchdowns, five interceptions, 6.9 yards per attempt, and 87.5 QB rating. And I think a lot of that has to do with how well Will Fuller gets open. He uses his speed properly, not just blazing speed with nowhere to go or or effective. He's very good at it. And so has Brandon Cooks. And, you know, honestly, out of the two, Brandon Cooks is the only one with multiple 1,000-yard seasons. So the joy that we should get of the thought and idea, if we have our season and it goes through, of Brandon Cooks with a connection from Deshaun Watson, who – any given time, a play can break down, and all Watson really needs for you to do is keep running. He will eventually find you if he doesn't make this. If he doesn't uh, create the sack, he can, you know, Houston Houdini out of it, and and hit you big for fifty yard bomb or sixty yard bomber. And with both of those guys on the field at the same time, with the veteran leadership of Randall Cobb, who's been in the league for a very long time, Kenny Steele's might I add. Offense that Houston can bring can be potentially very dynamic because now they will be able to create space. And I think spacing is the biggest aspect this team needs to look at, focus on, and create if they're going to be what they want to be. And that's real Super Bowl contenders, Cody. Yeah, I hear you. But once again, you know, when you talk about Will Fuller, we all know the number one question is, can he stay healthy? Now, you you just say that you have him playing around 12 games. I don't have that. Even though he did play 11 games last year, he was in and out of the lineup, and that was a barely 11 games. I mean, he appeared in 11, but how many times did he actually leave midway towards the first quarter, second quarter, and he didn't return to the game? So it says 11, but in reality, it's about eight or nine. I, I just don't see it. I mean, Will Fuller, yes, he's talented. I understand the high expectation that Watson has with him. And I also believe, John, just like I mentioned last week, I also believe that the reason why Watson 
would say that Will Fuller is going to be a top-tier receiver in the league this year is because at the end of the day, you're going into a season where you haven't had hardly no training camp. You're going into a season where you're not going to have any preseason. So he's building chemistry with Cooks. But at the same time, when it's third and two and you got to make that play in the fourth quarter, I highly doubt he's going to have his trust in Cooks over Fuller, knowing that he has more chemistry and the relationships that is built with Fuller over Cooks. That's my concern right there. And what's going to happen if the main guy that you're depending on is not there? Once again, you, you you don't have that amount of time. And, and this is why this season is going to be so crucial, not just for the Texans, but for, for everybody, not named Kansas City, because I believe they're the only ones who didn't really make any drastic changes to the roster. But this is why not having a preseason, not having these extra OTAs, the, the, the training camp, the voluntary, the involuntary, this is why it's so important. So hopefully – like we always say, if Will Fuller can stay healthy, maybe they could be Super Bowl contenders. But if not, I don't see it. I, I would see possibly another second round exit. The one thing about Watson that I truly believe is he mentioned it. You know, he's he's fully committed to the work, to the football aspect. I mean, he just wants to win. Been that way since he was a kid. He lets his his uh, agent does all the talking and, and timeline and. I believe there is a timeline on when he wants to get this deal done. But to me, it really sounded like he's very invested here in Houston. And I don't think we have anything to worry about. I just wanted to bring it up. I don't think we have anything to worry about. Uh, and it, the last thing that I wanted to mention was during that interview as well, that conversation, uh, he mentioned that his focus going into this year was getting better uh, at his game. And even in areas he was already decent and good at, he wants to get better. He wants to improve. He, he wants to be the game, be the guy that can win those tough games. I thought it was funny that he mentioned that he wants to do everything right to win games like the Saints game last Monday. And I thought to myself, not last Monday, on the uh, Monday night football game to kick off the season, I thought to myself, Deshaun, you did everything right. You made the pass to King Steele. It wasn't your fault. It was a guy that's not even on the roster anymore. It was it was totally on Aaron Colvin. But to me, that just gives a sense of – I know he knows. And it, there were some plays that he left out on the field that game, but he's a leader. He takes, he takes all the blame because he knows when they win, he's going to get all the glory. And I, I appreciate that about Watson. I really do love this guy, man. I love what he's about. I love his game what he brings to this team. I just, I really don't want him to go out like the rest of Houston greats that we've seen in the last 20 years. I'm not going to say that he's going to go out like the rest of Houston greats that we've seen in the last 20 years, because one, he's in a position where <laughs> he could get out a hell of a lot faster than those other greats that we've seen. And he said all the right things in a press conference, but Watson basically sums up everything that I've, predicted about his contract situation he's going to look at it and he basically is going to put this team on the clock if you don't give me no help if you don't put me in a in a position where I could contend with Kansas City if I could contend with Baltimore or whoever the hell else might come out of nowhere 
I can see him walking out the door in the next three to four seasons. And, you know, that's going to place him right at the tip of his prime. So saying that he's going to, you know, go down like another great Houston sports athlete, I don't, I don't see it because John, like I just said, he's in a position where he can get out a hell of a lot sooner than those other guys. With all the talk of Deshaun Watson, uh, what he'll do here in Houston, the expectations and what he wants to bring to the city, which is ultimately a championship. I don't believe there's anywhere he will go. I think he will be a Texan for a very long time. And also with the injuries that have occurred, I do the Gary on Conley, Dylan Cole, cutting players to make the 80 roster, 80 man roster. We don't want to get caught up in Houston's new power couple. Huh? You want to talk about that a little bit? Oh, gosh. No? <laughs> Let's talk about it. Houston Texans safety. Jonathan Owens has officially made it off the market because he is with Simone Biles. That's so cute, right? Isn't that cute? You know, she's the um, Olympic Olympic goat. Goat. Yes, that's what I I don't know what to call it. Super Saiyan's uh, Olympic medalist, but she's amazing at what she does. Amazing athlete, five-time Olympic medalist. And Houston native. She has a boyfriend who plays for the Texans. Isn't that great? Hey man, it don't matter. You know, I'm I'm happy for him. I'm I'm happy for him. He got a special one. And lastly, Deshaun Watson mentioned that the idea of not having fans at the stadium uh won't bother him none. Doesn't need the crowd noise to make play calls. You have to stop us. He's very confident in whether or not the fans are gonna be there. He's going to ball out regardless. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's. Also follow the Locked On Texans page at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.